stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast and here is your host of the show Ephraim guzman ladies and gentlemen director producer writer miss jessica cameron jessica how are you i'm very well thank you very much for having me on your show thank you so much for being on and i apologize earlier for the delay and i'm glad i'm talking to you now um how's everything in your neck of the woods Oh, and you're originally from Canada, correct? I am. Oh, so tell me a little bit about Canada, growing up in Canada, and just being part of the cold air of Canada. Like, you know, they have that reputation for being very cold climate. Um, How is Canada like? Uh, you know what, you're absolutely right. It's freezing cold. But <laughs> here's the thing, when you grow up there, you don't know that. Like, as children, you just sort of accept the world that you're born into, or at least I did. So that was really everything for me, like, I, I didn't know anything different, mm, you know? Yeah. So it was just, I, I didn't realize that there was options about living places that was not that cold. Oh. So you just sort of suffer through it. Oh. oh, they're famous for the Jim Horton, Tim Horton's coffee, right? Also in Canada, that's also big. Absolutely. <laughs> that's our Starbucks equivalent. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> um um how was your upbringing like in um canada like was you an outdoorsy girl or was you more of a tomboy like how, how um how was you like growing up you know i grew up in a family that owned a boat manufacturing company and they were very hard working mm-hmm. so in my family you worked mm-hmm. so you absolutely had some time for play uh but for the most part you worked so it was really neither, simply because when I had spare time, I was either doing schoolwork, or I was working in a factory, or I was babysitting, or I had a part-time job also at Salvation Army. So oh. I didn't really have a lot of time to become an outdoors kid, or like a video gamer, or anything like that. It was pretty much focused on work, and it's, you know, something I love to this day, and made me who I am. No. Um, how much has work attributed to where you at now? Like you, you was always like, was you, you was never like a, like a, you know, one, like those stoner kids or nothing like that. You was always strictly by the books. Oh yeah. Extremely by the book. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, keep in mind, like there's, when you're working a lot, there's not really much time to do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, you know, if you, if you yeah keep them busy right keep them away from the ipads <laughs> yeah oh so um so what happened from there on um wh- where was your interest going into high school and you know like what subjects did you excel at um you know what i was really good at math i really liked math mm-hmm. it's something that came naturally to me it's something that i took a lot of pride in um i really like science um so yeah, those are kind of like my my jam, you know. Um, I really like the arts, but I like the arts because they were challenging mm-hmm. and not because uh, they came easy to me. Oh, okay, and then from there, 
after high school, you immediately went to Ryerson University, or did you do anything before that? No, I immediately went from school to uh, university. Oh, and then that's where you studied fashion, right? Absolutely. Uh, what, what, what is it about fashion that pe- that um, piqued your interest? Um, you know what it was? It's just I loved it from a very early age. I just loved it. You know, um, I, I like because I was so drawn to math and science because I was good at it naturally mm-hmm. and I have to work at it. What I loved about fashion and the arts was the fact that it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. None of it ever came easy to me. And I had a real appreciation for it and just a natural love and passion for it. So that's why I sort of started to pursue it. Um, and I also, as a youth in a very small town, you know, I grew up in Owen Sound, Ontario, which is uh, 21,000 people wow. on a good day. <laughs> yeah, so it's real small. So fashion for me was always a really wonderful creative outlet and a way to express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helped to shape who I am. You know, I never really dressed like the other kids. I didn't really care to. You know, I always believed that we are our own individuals. You know, I was certainly teased and picked on by some of them, and I never cared. I was never that kid who was like, oh, I just, you know, I could have worn what they wore, which would have made me blend in in their jeans and T-shirts. It just wasn't my style, and I, quite frankly, did not give a shit if you didn't like me because of that reason or if you made fun of me. I felt it was your damage then. Um, did you, um, you had so much passion for fashion. Um, uh, did you design like clothing or like, do you still do it to this day or anything like for yourself? I do design clothing. Um, I don't really do it today so much. It takes a lot of time, effort and energy that I don't have because I'm so focused on making movies. It's one of those things. It's not a hobby that you could just sort of like sit down and spend two hours on. It's kind of something that you have to plan to, like, spend 35 hours on. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the time, if you want to do it right, that is. So, for me, it's not something that I really get an opportunity to really do much of now. That being said, how I do utilize it is I do buy stuff and then I customize it. You know, I'll get see something I like and then I'll alter it, make it fit better, look better. You know, that kind of thing. So, that's more how it impacts my world today. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you know, you went into acting classes, right? Or is, isn't it that same format after fashion you went into acting? Well, it wasn't so much after. I got a job as soon as I was done with my schooling. Okay. At a really well-known company in America. And from that, they felt I spoke too fast. So they asked me to take a class to figure out how to fix it. And when I couldn't find a class on Speech, my immediate boss, who thought it was a joke, but it came from her boss's boss, said, why don't you take an acting class and then talk slowly around the stupid people? And that's what I did. Um, and I just fell in love. Oh, um, what's, what's been the biggest thing you learned about um, life and discovery and acting? Um, you know what? I don't know. It's, it's not like I really put down what you learn. I've learned a lot more empathy because part of the one of the most fun parts for me and one of the most challenging things as an actor is to take other people when they're doing things that I, as Jessica Cameron, would not ever do or consider okay to make it seem okay to them, right? So especially when you're looking at horror movies and such, 
um, it's tricky, you know, because you have to understand just because somebody, you know, often in the world of independent genre films and horror scary movies, mm-hmm. these people don't ever typically know that they're doing wrong, right? Like, to them, they're doing something that they've justified in their own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to look at things from other people's point of view has definitely been increased because as an actor, that's what I have to do all the time. You know, I can't play a role as though I don't, I, like, as though, like, I would never commit this horrible crime that defies this person, you know, because it, it wouldn't fit me, but it's something that they obviously did. So you have to make it work under their world, under their belief. Mm-hmm. That's probably been the greatest impact. Mm. Obviously, you're passionate about your skills and you had success in the industry, but what's the toughest part about, you know, the whole entertainment lifestyle? You know what? The, stuff, the toughest part for me is just keeping all your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. You have to be so many things in 2017 if you are an actor, aside from just being an actor. You know, you have to be a social media marketer. You have to be a wardrobe stylist when you go to shoots and meetings and photo shoots and headshot sessions and auditions. Um, you have to be a business manager who's running your company, following up with invoices, people that haven't paid. You have to go and get the gigs. You have to be your agent, you know, and negotiate the contracts. The hardest thing is keeping all of those jobs that are a requirement in line when there's only 24 hours in every day. You know, um, you know, you're a jack of you know, you wear you wear many hats, and there's a lot of things you know you've been involved with since 2011 all the way on. Um, there's so many you you know you're so young, and you let you know let alone you already had such a big career. You know, working with the likes of Malcolm McDowell and doing so many feature films. Um, what what drives you to you know still have that passion? Because you know there's a lot of people that lose their passion for whatever job or whatever job they're involved in, but um, how do you, like, keep keep up with the passion and, you know, doing directing, producing, and acting? Like, how do you keep up with it and just still be level-headed? No, I try to surround myself with people that I love and adore and people that bring me happiness and excitement. So that if I'm having one of those bad days where, let's just say, things are getting to be a little bit too much and I'm very stressed out, you know, when you look around and you see people and you're like, hey, I'm employing this person and they're really talented and they're really great and I'm enabling them to do what they love, it really helps to keep it in perspective. All right. Um, what's, what's been, like, the hardest part of... Um, acting wise for you like you know you've done a lot of different versatile roles you know some roles are insane some roles but what people would say are insane and some people say stuff is crazy like what's been like the hardest part to juggle honestly the hardest part is always trying to juggle acting in any film that i'm also directing and producing <laughs> everything in one yeah. yeah. Your character's tone. You know, if that's the beat 
that needs to be experienced in the movie by the other character, that's not your problem. Um, and then furthermore, as a producer, it gets even trickier because then you add into the whole, well, and on top of that, now you have to worry that also, hey, how is it going to work so that I can save money and how can I get less days and less this and less that, right? Because as a producer, you're constantly trying to save more money, shoot in less time, do this faster, more efficiently, mm-hmm. as a director, you want more time. It can be quite tricky that way. Um. Um, what is um, what is so special about the craft to you? Is it just you know you can, you know, think of something or write something and just do it? Like what is what is like so special about it to you? Oh, I definitely can't write something and just do it. Unfortunately, it takes a lot more work and prep than that. Yeah. Um, for me, I just love it. I don't know. There's nothing quite like it to me. I think I you know, or at least I know, when I'm in love. And I know when I'm incredibly happy and being on a film set, making a story that I thought of come to life, surrounded by people that I know and love and giving opportunities to those who wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise, uh, but they deserve it so much, really brings me a great level of joy. Um, um, what reactions do you get from people like when they know what you do? Do you get like a lot of like crazy like fans or you get a lot of people who just like they want to be around you? Like do you attract like you do you have an aura that you attract so many people around you? Um, oh I definitely think so. The good, the bad, the ugly, for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Um I you know, I attract I think we all sort of attract all types. You know, the genre world is so with, in my opinion, the absolute most amazing fan base of anything ever. You know, they are loving and adoring and supportive and encouraging. Um, so I can't say enough nice things about them. You know, um, in 2013, you directed True for Dare, and you was the director, the producer, the actor, and the writer in that. Um, how much um, hair did you pull out doing all this? <laughs> um, a lot. I'm still growing back, literally. <laughs> Um, you know, it was really, really, really stressful, but I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, we you have to work hard to get something that you love made and done right, and I'm super excited that I did. It was the first movie that I really got a chance to thrive behind the camera, mm-hmm. but I worked it behind the camera before, but never that I should set it for, because it wasn't something I really wanted to just do. So this time, I really was thrilled at how being in the camera, being behind the camera worked out. And it started with other sort of creative passion, which is creating movies as well as just acting in them. Um, well, how long was that process for you to get um, True For Dare made? Like, how long, how, how many years? Did it take years to get this off the ground? Um, it didn't take years to get it off the ground. It took it a really long time to get it off. Well, I mean, it always takes, like, you know, it takes time to get something made, finished, do the festival circuit, go through distribution, and then get it released. Mm-hmm. So, like, it took about four years from the start of preparation to wow. distribution, which is a long, long time, but again, like, it's hard. I can definitely do it a little bit faster than that, but even then, it's always going to be, honestly, a two-and-a-half-year process, just because that's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Is it, is it really, um, is it, what's the word? I'm trying to find the word for it. Is it better being director, producer, and writer of everything because everything you have pretty much final say? Or you, do you still have to discuss it with amongst people? Or you pretty much have final say in everything that came out of the film? Um, I always make sure that I have a large say, but I never have final say. Okay. As soon as you're taking somebody's money, they automatically, by proxy, 
$2,000 has the power at the end of the day. So because I'm not the one funding these out of pocket, unfortunately, I never have the be-all, end-all. Ah, okay. 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 Um, have you had any regrets in life, Jessica? Um, yes and no. I mean, I don't really look at them like regrets because I think at the end of the day, they made me who I am uh, and they've given me other opportunities. My life would not be the same if I changed anything, you know, the butterfly effect. Yeah. Where you change one thing and it has all these ricochets. That being said, you know, the things that I regret are, you know, things that I think anyone would. You know, I, I've lost both my parents. I wish I would have hugged them more. I yeah. hugged them more than most. But when you lose your parents, you're like, you know what? I should have hugged them more. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I feel like that's a very normal human, human thing to feel, you know, when you lose someone that you love and you care about. Um, I wish I would have found, obviously, my passion for filmmaking and genre, you know, when I was in school. That would have been pretty neat. I would have loved to have spent my time and money going to an education that I would use regularly. But would I be where I am today if I had gone to school for filmmaking? I don't know. You know, it's like one of those tricky things, right, where you change that one thing. I might not be here today, and I could be in a better or worse situation. We just don't know. Yeah, it's like that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow movie, Sliding Doors. Like, what if you went to this way instead of the other way? What if, what if you went left instead of right? So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can say I'm thrilled at where I am today. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad at how things worked out. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, everything is pretty much meant to be, you know. So, like, you're in the direction that you're in now. So, that's great, you know. Um, how has, um, fitness, um, played a part in your life? Do you, like, maintain a healthy lifestyle or is, like, or, you know, like, do you, like, maintain healthy eating or, like, you just eat whatever because it's, like, crazy? Like, how, how do you maintain your, 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 you know, your figure and your body? I'm actually trying to get better. It's one of those things where I'm not as good as I should be. Okay. Uh, and I think a lot of us aren't. But I really just try to be as healthy as humanly possible. You know, to live my life takes a lot of energy. So I need to be exercising to produce energy more than I do to actually just work out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, I have really lofty goals, I need to live forever. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> right? Yep. I wish I was an immortal. So, I mean, like, I, like, it's just not going to work if I, if I die young. It just wouldn't work out. Yep. <laughs> Um, what are your fans like? Oh, they're the absolute best. Okay. I am so incredibly blessed. Um, they're so great that I started doing a little YouTube show uh, for the sole purpose of being able to interact with them more. Because I felt that with movies, uh, you have so much less control with them. When are they going to come out? Which stuff are they going to screen? Etc. But I wanted to do something that I felt would give them more consistent content and allow me to be in closer contact with them. So we started doing this like weekly YouTube show called Scream Queen Stream mm -hmm. uh, that I absolutely love. And the whole purpose of that is just so that we can hang out with them more often because they're awesome. Yeah, you know, um, I spoke with Heather on my show before, and you guys are so awesome. If you know, people watch, people have to watch your show just to see how you guys are. Your chemistry is awesome. Like, off off YouTube, off the cameras, are you girls the same way in personal life as you are in camera life? We are completely, one hundred and ten percent. It's funny, like 
travel a lot because obviously I hire her on everything I do. Yeah. I try to get her on every movie I work on, you know, because she's my girl uh, and I love her to death. That being said, there's like the times that people tell us, you guys need to have a show mm-hmm. where you guys, you know, is ridiculous because it's just so common that people are like, you guys need to do something. And we're like, actually, you know, so it took us a couple years and then we're like, actually, let's do this. Yeah, it's it's amazing because, you know, you guys just do your own thing and, you know, you guys are pretty much entrepreneurs and, you know, you're putting it out there and you're putting a lot of content out there and people are watching it and, you know, you girls should just, you, I, I'm, I'm saying it disrespectfully, you women should just have like, I don't know, you guys should just do like a feature film together. I just think it would be so hilarious. Well, I put it in everything I do as far as like a film that's just her and I. Yes, yes. Anyone. That would be so cool. <laughs> It'll make her go you know, insane. Editing for Scream Queen Scream. Yeah. Uh, and some days, I swear, I think that that's going to be like the end of our friendship. Oh, no. You know how they say sometimes we're friends. Yeah, Do you know when is the release of this episode? Wow. <laughs> um, I, I know it'll be in the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks? Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Look the forward. one that we released today is pretty gosh darn funny, too. We did uh, Never Have I Ever, which was pretty hilarious. Oh, can you, um, can you elaborate on what is it about? Yeah, the Never Have I Ever is us playing the game Never Have I Ever. So if you don't know what that game is, it's a game where you go through a list of each person says something they haven't done in theory, and if you've done it, you have to take a shot. So I was with a group of my two other friends, obviously Heather and our friend Lisa, mm-hmm. and we play Never Have I Ever. So the fun thing about those games is that you can actually play along with us. Ah, so right. So you can actually check. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, because it's me, and if you watch the show, um, one of my primary objectives is always just to see how drunk I can get Heather. <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> um i want to get your opinion you know i'm not a i'm not a political show by any means but um since our president is donald trump what's your opinion on what he has been doing so far Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, first of all, I think that we were severely handicapped during this election. I did not see between Hillary and uh, Trump. I, it was picked the worst person, yeah. or picked the better of the two shitty human beings. You know, realistically, <laughs> I would never let either one of them watch my dog or cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just didn't feel that they were. I, they're not good people. You know. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I had low expectations for Trump and what Trump would do. Um, he is acting exactly how I felt a born into millions, million dollars, millions upon millions of dollars millionaire would act. He is doing everything that I think a shitty businessman is going to do. <laughs> yes. So, I, I'm not surprised by any of this. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not surprised. I hope that we can all learn that, wait a second, guys, we've got to come together next time and have at least a good candidate on the, the list. You know, mm-hmm. and get it together. Um, but yeah, like, and for me, like, here's the thing. I and people have said, well, you know, America's not a business, but it is, or at mm-hmm. least it could be, and it should be to some degree. But mm-hmm. you've also picked somebody who doesn't run his business as well. The man has claimed bankruptcy and bankruptcy and more losses financially than he has done wins. He's not a great businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, I am hopeful for somebody like I go to. We want to hire a businessman. Why don't we hire? Like, let's get Mark Cuban. Yeah. There's a man who knows business, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody who actually cares, somebody who who really wants to make the world a better place. I think when you do want to make the world a better place, you're still never going to succeed every time, but at least hopefully you're going to try. The issue is I think now we have a president who doesn't really care, mm-hmm. you know, about making the world a better place. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't know if he ever did. Yeah. So, those are my thoughts. Like I said, I'm hopeful for the American. I'm not like I know some people are like, well, what are you leaving? You're a Canadian. You can leave. <laughs> I absolutely can. We are blessed to have a wonderful prime minister up in Canada who I think very highly about. Um, that being said, this is my home, and I have absolutely no intention of leaving it. I love it here. I would not want to be anywhere else, and I hope one day to call myself an American regardless of this recent election. Uh-huh. Okay. Very well said, Jessica. Um, what's the single best piece of advice you ever received some from anyone in the entertainment industry? Um, you know what? The best piece of advice from the entertainment industry would be my mentor, Andy Fickman, who told me, if you could see yourself doing anything else, do it. No matter what it is, I guarantee you it'll be easier, you'll climb a ladder faster, and you'll make more money. If you absolutely cannot see yourself doing anything else happily, that is the only time that you should pursue an indus- uh, a job in this industry. Um, and I, the reason why that's so important is because he was completely and utterly and totally right. Uh, and um, that really, truly, is the only time you should pursue a, a job in this business. It's just so cutthroat. You know, I go through and I'm like, I would make a better living working at McDonald's for the 25 hours a day that I work. Wow. Um, do you have a personal model you live by? Um, yeah, my dad always told me to be the first person to arrive in the morning and the last person to leave. And that's how you become successful, regardless of the job or the industry. And that's what I try to work at. 
Okay. Um, um, you know, um, do you have any goals that are still left out there for you? Is there anything you haven't achieved yet that you have your sights set on? working with the Soska sisters because I love those two ladies they're awesome how was it like working with them Fair enough. Um, and my final question for you, Jessica, is what would the Jessica of today tell the Jessica of yesterday? Oh, God. Um, there's going to be a good 5% of people that hate you. And that 5% some days is going to feel like the entire world. Wow. But understand, it, it just comes with the territory. If 95 people love you, 5 are going to hate you. If for no other reason than for those 5% that love you. Um, and it's really unfortunate, and you can't, here's the thing, you cannot and you should not try to please everyone because you just physically can't. You know, it is unfortunately just not possible. You know, this is coming from somebody where if it was physically possible, I would have figured it out, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just not, you know, you can't. No matter what you do, by, like when I say that 95.5, that really is what I average. And it's sad, but, like, the reality of the matter, when I do something that causes 95% of people to love me, there is five that will hate me for that same reason. Um, and I'm like, how is it that that should not be a thing? So, um, <laughs> um, one more, uh, a funny question for you. I just want to get your answer to it. Is, are you a fan of the unicorn frap? Yes or no? I never tried it. So oh. No Spoken, well spoken, <laughs> Jessica. Um, right? like, I, honestly, I wanted to try it just so I could sort of like see what the fuck was about. Uh, yeah. and if it comes back, I'm gonna try it, but I'm gonna go with a flask so I can add like vodka to it. <laughs> oh, I think I don't know with vodka with all that sugary, like it's like what 65 grams of sugar. Oh, it's probably just I'm gonna be bouncing off the walls with these fucking rats. <laughs> That'll be good when right? you. I Jessica, I could talk to you all night, but um, plug your social media, plug um, all your upcoming stuff that you have coming up. Mania, which is just finishing up at the 
Devils Run, and then after that, we're going to have an ending. Lilith Kill the PA, all finishing up, and stay tuned for Besties. Uh, you can find me on all of the social media. So I'm on Twitter at Jessica Cameron underscore. I'm on Facebook at Jessica Cameron on my fan page. And I'm on Instagram at actress Jessica Cameron. So follow me, interact with me. I love it. And also, if you're looking for some good fun, I do YouTube page. I have my own Inside My New Life, which is just a daily peek at my independent life. And then we also do a more produced, much funnier and entertain- more entertaining show once a week with my best friend, Heather Dorf, who's wonderful. Follow her everywhere. And that's called Scream Queen Stream. We are active on all of our socials and also on our Scream Queen Stream YouTube. And also, she does have time to sleep besides mentioning all that, right? <laughs> I mean, some days. Some days. <laughs> uh, also, I, mean, I personally have always felt that sleep is overrated. Wow, for real? Oh my god. How many hours of sleep do you get? Like four or five? Uh, I to get four to five. Oh my and god. And honestly, I've been trying to get up to six because I know that like I need to get more just so that I can increase my productivity. Wow. Um, and I've been keeping track of like how productive I am in a day versus sleep to try to find like my perfect ratio because I do believe everyone is different and I can actually do work and I can actually, just, I can like work 18 hours out of that 75% on three hours of sleep, but if I can get higher percentage of, like, quality REM sleep, then I have found that it increases my work productivity. So if I can increase my work productivity to maximize my output and be healthy, that's the best-case scenario, right? Yeah, and you sound like R2-D2. Whew, wow, you can definitely go. Right? I have my <laughs> Wow, whatever, whatever, whatever it is you're drinking, I want some of it because, man, like by ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, I'm out of it. Really? Uh, well, here's my secret: is I do, I try to do water as well throughout the day. So for that one rumor that's not true, I do drink water. Oh, okay. I actually try to drink a fair amount of it, um, but I drink uh, coffee in the daytime. So everywhere from about eight to nine in the morning, whenever I wake up, to uh, around five or six. And then at that point, I switch to energy drinks and caffeinated beverages. And I'll drink those right up until around eight or nine. And then after that, I try to go to tea. Uh, for the people that want to know, what is Jessica's coffee of choice? Um, right now, I am loving this macadamia nut coffee. What is it? Uh, let me go check. Sure. You're going to travel with me. You're not That's what it's called? Yeah, Wake the Fuck Up. And it's chocolate macadamia nuts. Oh, where, where could you and get... Like on, the package, on the package it says, need to be alert, got some studying to do, can't afford to fall asleep at the wheel, here's the remedy. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I don't... I, I, That's awesome, Jessica. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.